welcome to Wood Talk for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who put the fine in fine woodworking. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, welcome to Wood Talk number 239 for May 1st, 2015. It's a weekend edition of Wood Talk, and that means we've got one topic for you. Uh, we're going to talk about buying tools before you actually need them. This was inspired by an email question that came in last week. Just a portion of that question from Matt was from Jeff, and he says, My dilemma is that I know I'll use that tool. He's talking about a miter saw at this point. Um, I'll use that tool for home remodeling some and also woodworking, more woodworking in the future. I just know what I'm going, I just don't know what I'm going to build because I'm new to it. I know that I'm going to try all kinds of things. So just an example of him trying to figure out should he buy a particular type of tool or which tool he should buy based on what he thinks he's going to be doing in the future. So I imagine uh, the gist of this will be us discussing things that we purchased that perhaps maybe we regret because we bought it anticipating using it and never actually did wind up using it. Right. right. Or, or even using it the way that we thought we were going to use it, which I have plenty of tools that it's like, you know... Huh, that worked out in a different way. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and I guess there's probably many of these things, but the the one that comes to mind is the Fordham tool. It's one of those rotary tools, and it, it's something that I bought under the influence, and this I do a lot. If I'm at a woodworking school taking a class and use something in that class and they happen to sell that thing there, you know, I'm a sucker. There's a good chance I'm going to buy the damn thing. <laughs> uh, I totally fall for it. So I, I've been doing some little, you know, anytime I take a, a, a class at William Ng's school and it involves any sort of inlay, he uses the Fordham uh, unit to do it. And it's a little foot-powered dealy whacker and has a little attached motor. So kind of think of it as a Dremel, if you will, or a dental tool. <laughs> it almost looks like a, a dentist drill and kind of sounds like a dentist drill. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so you buy this little base attachment and you could do really fine inlay work. So I did buy the whole thing. I've got the whole deal. And it works really well. The problem is I don't like it as much as using a small router. I find that a small, uh, well, full size, but the smallest one. Specifically, it's like the Festool 1010 or their OF1400. So it's a small format plunge router. I find that the extra weight of the router actually works in my favor and I have more control over it. So when I use the Fordham, I just kind of feel like I'm getting out of control. The RPMs aren't there. The the natural weight of the system isn't there. So I don't feel like I can do as good a quality work with it. And I just don't wind up using it anywhere near to the level that I thought I would that, you know, at the time made me say, oh, this is totally worth a few hundred bucks, however much it cost me. So that's the one that comes to mind the most for me. A good old router, standard, you know, plunge router just does the job better, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so anybody want to buy a Fordham? Because <laughs> I, I have, I have, I imagine at some point I'm going to want to use it for something, so I'll probably want to keep it around. Uh, but it definitely is collecting dust at the moment. Man, yeah. So what are you going to do, yeah. uh, Matt? What about you? Oh, and I'm, I'm as, as you're talking about that, I am just running down a long list of of items that I have purchased that were totally like not using it now, but I'm I'm planning on doing this in the very near future, and probably the one or ones that stick out unbelievably are a long litany, a long list of router bits. <laughs> do we ever right. like do the thing where you like you see the router bit? I, I know I I probably have caused this issue more than anything else in the old days. The router bit of the, the month. Yes, exactly. Can and you, uh, and while I did get a router bit for myself to use and one to give away, <laughs> there are plenty of other router bits that caught my eye while perusing 
any of the woodworking stores or the, the local home center that I ended up buying a profile or profiles or many profiles and never even like I, I, you know some of them I think the that coating that comes on them is still actually on it. Because I haven't <laughs> used them. A, a great example of this is uh, one of those interlocking finger router bits. Oh, yeah. Um, those yeah. things, I was convinced this was going to help me take all of my scraps and, and whatever else and be able to make these really awesome panels and use it very much the same way to get a, a larger panel that's all in, in, in the same plane so I won't have to mess with those glue joints and all this other stuff. And I've discovered that just uh, maybe using some calls or some biscuits to help me align things uh, does the job <laughs> much faster and without me ripping my hair out during those alignments and don't even get me started on that pesky little lock miter gauge or like you know miter joint gone off on that in the past yes so that that for me is like definitely because they have so many of those specialized router bits that you 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 immediately are like oh i could do so much with that (laughs) must have Especially ones where you're convinced, like, okay, I'm going to make all my own molding in my house, and this one will be, like, perfect for that right profile. Or the other one was occasionally listening to the significant other who was talking about the fact that we're going to be making – you're going to be making some cabinet doors for me for the kitchen. You're going to redo all these, and I really like this profile. And, oh, no, 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 I like that profile. And so, well, if I can't make them for you, I'll make them for somebody else. And now it turns out I've made them for nobody. <laughs> hey, Matt, can we get a classic Matt router bit of the month thing uh hey folks it's time for router bit of the month that's what i'm talking oh, about i love it you still get a little <laughs> bit of that clipping in the microphone that's key <laughs> that, gotta get that you, discord distortion yeah, on the that's how you know you did it right <laughs> sweet well very good that sounds good what about you shannon well you know matt the 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 router bit for me i just have to throw this in there was the little um i think i got it at rockler it was to make toy wooden train tracks Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> hey, I could use I that thought, now. I think that would be the perfect thing for my niece and nephew, yeah. who are now twelve and forty 14. years old and <laughs> twenty-one. Oh man, boy, did I miss the boat on that! But I just thought, oh, that would be the coolest thing because I had one of those little wooden train tracks when I was a kid, and I I went and I bought it, and it, yeah, I think it it had the plastic that that coating on it when I eventually sold it in a lot of a bunch of other router bits. <laughs> nice. All right, so there's there's a couple things here. Is it a tool that we bought and regretted buying or a tool that we bought that would still be a good tool, we just never got around to using it? Uh, either the one ladder. or one of each. Let's say we did that show once, right? We regretted yeah, buying we stuff. We definitely did the regret tools. All right. I would have to say, because I don't have it anymore, but my scroll saw. I bought it with such lofty aspirations to do marketry for this and mostly marketry. Um, And I bought it when I was doing uh, the craft show circuit and I thought I'm going to add all kinds of distinctiveness and I'm going to, you know, cut out. There's a, there's a store up in Maine that has all kinds of really fancy kind of kitschy wood products from jewelry boxes to bookmarks and things like that. And the bookmarks are just this real thin piece of wood with a a cutout on the top. It could be a lobster or something like that. And I thought I could totally do that on a scroll saw and I'm going to totally do that. And it just never happened. I I think probably for me, it was discovering kind of the hand tool side of things and just never went down that road. And I had a, a Dremel scroll saw and it was frankly one of the first power tools I sold. It was, I had such great plans for that scroll saw, just never got used. 
you know, even as the power tool guy, you're what you just gave is a perfect example for me to the scroll saw. I've got a really nice scroll saw because one day I know I am going to sit down and do one killer piece of marketry and and I'm going to need that scroll saw. So, so this is perfect, right? To make that clarification. I don't regret that purchase whatsoever. I'm still going to use that saw someday, but in the meantime, it's sitting there not being used because I don't use it in every project, Uh, but I haven't used it once since I bought it. So what you're this saying is I should go on a long in the time. scroll saw. There's, there's like seven more things that I could bring up. Yeah, yeah. Well, all good examples. You know, the bottom line is you try to think ahead. And even when you know what you're doing in the world of woodworking, sometimes you get in in your head that you're going to do tons of this one thing and then you change your mind or your interests waver a little bit and you go into some other area and uh, you just wind up, I'm not going to say wasting money, but maybe you wind up spending money before you had to spend the money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you get like that supersized version, and then it turns out that you're not actually going to open a cabinet shop yourself, (laughs) and now you're sitting on one uh, in a shop that a lot of professionals are like, "You son of a." (laughs) You mean like building an 1,800 square foot hobbyist shop? Um, No, no, definitely not that. I'm talking about um, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Like, what kind of jerk would do that? that? I mean, seriously. (laughs) Well, you gotta have space for the drum set. I mean, well, here's the thing. You know what? I don't have the time to go to the gym, so I like to jog around my shop once in a while, and it's you know, it's like a track regulation size, just about. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's a very short show, but that's how the weekend shows are going to be sometimes. So, uh, yeah, Matt, how about you give them the contact info, and we'll get out of here. All right. Hey, folks, do you have comments, questions, suggestions? Uh, there's several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Wood Talk Online. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com or leave us a comment on our Wood Talk Facebook page. And if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or any of the previous episodes, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. And since you're heading into the weekend as you're listening to this, you know what? three of us have our own sites we have some actually great videos on there if you haven't seen them yet you can check them out uh, mark's over at the woodwhisper.com shannon's at renaissancewoodworker.com and matt's over at matt's basement workshop.com and matt likes talking about matt in the third person because matt thinks that's funny that's very good <laughs> uh, awesome all right well thanks for listening everybody we'll catch you next time see ya see you bye